Welcome to episode 40 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. And uh, today's episode is going to be really good, man. Really good. Because for me, it's... um. It's taking it back to how it kind of started for me, really. So my next guest goes by the name of Lenny, who is a bodybuilder, who is in his early 50s. And uh, before I get into that, it's uh, the reason why it's kind of a good episode for me is because it, it just takes it back to where it started. You know, when I, when I started with bodybuilding, it was like... <sighs> just this mission of trying to transform this physique into something that would be just completely admirable. And I, and I think a way of being noticed as well, for people to recognize me, notice me, because when you feel quite invisible, um, it's, it's, it's almost like it's your superpower, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I share that bit. But yeah, the 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 guest today he goes by the name of Leonard, and now he's been in the fitness industry for about thirty seven years, and um, he's very experienced as a bodybuilder, um, and he's got a massive uh, competitive background uh, in both national and on an international level. Now. Leonard has a high standard of accolades and achievements in competitive bodybuilding, including European Championship, uh, Junior World Championship, and IFBB Grand Prix Championship. His competitive career has spanned many decades, from his first outing in 1985 to his last, which is in 2018 which he was victorious at the age of 50 years old. A former IFBB international judge, Leonard certainly knows what it takes to be the best. Let's bring on Lenny. The Roger Snipes Show. Chit chat. Yes, Lenny, how you doing, my friend? Uncle Lenny, you all right? Oh, that's good, <laughs> Uncle. I'm 45, Roger. Come on. It's so weird, man. I remember first time I saw you, it was so strange. I was thinking, damn, this guy, he, he looks so much like me. Like, and it's so weird because I never say that. And I was, I was looking at you thinking, damn, this guy. And then I think, uh, I don't know how we got introduced, but you actually mentioned yourself that there was quite a few people who said, a similar thing like are you my older brother or something like that like what's what's <laughs> how did you hear about me like there's an, a slightly uglier version of you or something like that is that right <laughs> oh, oh yes uh, you know what I've, I've heard you know I, I knew you were you were a competitor I think was you with uh, WBFF or, or Miami Pro or all the all the other federations beforehand and mm. uh I remember in one occasion, really on one occasion, 
specifically where I was in the supermarket and some guy said to me, oh, you look, you look like Roger Snipes, man. And I said, really? I thought, right, no, 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 no. I said, listen, he looks like me. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's well, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, you get, I get the few uh, comments and I go, you know, I go to shows and I judge shows and I get guys coming up to me and say, you could be Roger Snipes' dad. And I'm thinking, all right, okay. Oof, oh, wow. And I'm thinking, wow, have I aged, you know? But hey, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to look, to look good. That's what, how I say it. If we look good, we look good, man, you know? We look after our bodies. You know, we, 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 have, we have a healthy lifestyle and it's, um, it's, it generates a positivity. And yeah. Uh, if people, if people say a comment that I, I look like you, you look like me, that's a good thing. You know what? For real. Because you're, 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 well, you're well, you know, presented guy. And so am I. You know, Absolutely. that's the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so greatly inspired by you. And, you know, I've seen a lot of your work over the years. And I think one of the biggest inspirations for me, which some people don't really take into account, is someone who's been doing it for so many years and has managed to keep the consistency. Now, <clears throat> I would say I've probably got to a position now where I feel, all right, I, I can ex accept some compliments because it's like, do you know what? I've been in the game for a while, so good. But, but for me, I look up to people like yourself because you have really been in the game. So what I'd like to know from you is your, your bodybuilding journey, how did it start and what, what brought you in it? today like to where you are today wow um right my journey started uh, way back in well first uh into the gym that was 1984. i remember when i when i was at school we had a science class and uh in this particular lesson we all had to weigh ourselves well the, the teacher had the weighing scales on it it was just part 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 of the part of the lesson that we were to weigh ourselves and i remember when I weighed myself, I was nine stones. I was nine stones, how much is that? I was about 40, about 50 kilos, I was about, no, no. Sorry, it was, a bit, it was a bit more than that. I was perhaps about 60 kilos. And I remember half the girls weighed, weighed, weighed more than me. And I thought, wow, this isn't a good thing. Although I was pretty athletic looking, I didn't hold a lot of muscle. My, I had, my body fat percentage was pretty low, but I was just an, uh, a grown, grown lad, lad of 15, just turned 15 years old. And uh, that was a bit of a, a put down for me. I thought, how, how can half the girls be more than, way, way more than me? Something is wrong here. These girls aren't fat. They're, they're just big girls, big boned, and they look good. And perhaps I better do something about it. Um, I'd always uh, been an avid admirer of good physiques. You know, back in, back in the day, we didn't have any internet. So I'd, I'd watch TV shows like The Incredible Hulk. The, original one with Lou Ferrigno. And that yes. guy, he looks amazing. What a, what's an individual? And I thought, wow, can anybody really look like that? And uh, I, I asked my, my big brother, because he used to go to the, to the gym with his, his friend, but he didn't go uh, too often. He wasn't very consistent. So I asked my mother, can I, can I join my, my brother? She said, no. So one day my brother didn't go to the gym and, he and I went with his friend. And it was like a, a little community center. And uh, on that day, it changed my life. That was it. That's how I started weight training way back in 1984. Mm. Right. Uh, my, my gains, uh, how can I put it? 
I gained size rapidly, as you do when you first started, when you first start with resistance weights, resistance exercises. Mm. You gain a lot, and I gained a lot of size. I I was still at school, and I saw how my position in school changed. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was made uh, before that. I was just a mediocre, average guy in in school. Everybody just. You know, I was there, but I was just there. You know, I started training with weights, and okay, I was a captain of the football team. Didn't play football, but I was captain. I don't know, I don't know how, that, how that worked out. <laughs> I was the captain of the <laughs> athletic team and the rugby team, which I loved playing rugby. And I, I was put on the, on the pedestal. Look at Lenny, he looks really good. And I thought, I felt fantastic. I wasn't ignored, and I was center stage. And it made me feel good because I had a bit of muscle. And I thought, why would that change people's opinion of me? But it does. Changes people's opinion, your appearance, although you're the same same person. But I was the same person, but my confidence improved. I was more um, outgoing. I was more energized and I felt better in myself. Uh, I felt so good that when I left school at 16, I, uh, I wanted to pursue my career. But I also had to, academically, I left school with um, CSEs. I didn't go back. I wanted to do some old levels. I didn't go back. So I decided to take up as an, an apprenticeship as a plumber. Mm. But competitively i wanted to compete so that's where my journey started competing as a 16 year old and i did my first show wow and how many shows have you done since since that point well uh, as a junior i probably did about uh, half half a dozen shows um first one being in 1985 where i i won the naba southeast britain juniors 17s and under and i was 16 years old and i competed in a london titan mr titan i I won the junior class mr capital city i won the junior class and then i entered my first um, national championships i i think that was in 1987 where i came fourth in uh, junior britain naba junior britain and then i came as it was it fifth or fourth in the NABA World Championships. That was in 1987. Wow. The following year, 1988, I, uh, I was actually the favorite of um, competing. I was, the, I was a favorite to win the juniors in the NABA Britain finals. Uh, hence, I, I already qualified. Did I qualify? No, I had to, sorry, I had to do it again. It's been so long, Roger, you, you've got to bear, bear with me. I qualified again uh, at the South East Britain and I won the juniors. Then I did the British finals, NABA Britain. I came second to a guy called Ian Harrison. And I did the NABA universe. I came second to a guy called Ian Harrison. (laughs) And I did the world championships and NABA world championships, which I won the junior world championships in, I think it was in Belgium or was it Antwerp? Yeah, sorry, Belgium or or Switzerland, Austria, and I won. 
And the wow. week after that, I came second in the Super Body Power Classic Juniors to Ian Harrison. So it, it was a <laughs> right. It was a, It was that was an awesome year. Although I I won one show, I came second to Ian uh, three times, and you know what happened to him. Awesome bodybuilder. Ian is an all round nice nice guy. But I was uh, I wasn't happy uh, with my placings. Although I deserved to come second, I guess. I always wanted to win and people were congratulating me for coming second and that, that, that meant nothing to me because I didn't, I didn't win. I was always uh, that competitive, that winning or nothing. That was my basis. That was my life. If I didn't win, forget it. Mm. So that, that uh, determination is still, still there. Even, even, even now, even to my last show, which was uh, oh, in, nine, in 2018, I competed in the Two Bros uh, qualifier, uh, pro qualifier. This was in Coventry, 2018, where I won my class in the classic division, but I lost out on the overall by one point. Uh, bearing in mind, I was 50 years old when I competed. I didn't want to compete in a, in an age group, age category. I wanted to compete in an open category because I think that I can stand my ground against any bodybuilder. Amazing. And I did. I won my class, but I came second. Sorry, but I lost by one point in the overall to get that pro, pro card. That's it. That's, that in itself is so admirable, you know, because lots of people... I don't know. It's, um, you know, not to say anything against them, but it's like they'd probably keep it safe and will stick to, uh, uh, I don't know, like, what do they call it? Like a master's? What what sort of category is it? Like with the age class? What would they call that one? Well, it would be uh, the master's over 50. Yeah. Well, the, the master's categories uh, usually start when you're 40 plus. So you've got, uh, it, depending on the federation, uh, the rules change, uh, depending mm. on the categories and, and, what, and whatnot. But usually it's masters of the 40s and sometimes you get masters of the 50s. Mm. So, so uh, what kind of uh, age uh, groups was in the category that you was in, like this open class? Like, what were, the, what, what were the main ages of the other people, would you say, your competitors? Uh, well, <laughs> I would say the majority were in their late 20s, early, early 30s. Uh, that's it, really. Uh, I think there was a couple of guys in their late 30s. Uh, funny enough, I had a couple of guys, a few guys coming up to me, and they were uh, commenting the fact that I looked great. And uh, I, would, I used to judge them when they, when they competed. <laughs> and uh, it made me feel old, really. But uh, what I was, <laughs> I was old. You know, I was older compared compared to them. Yeah, you know, a few of them were uh, saying to me that it's an honour to stand on on the same same stage with you. I wasn't I wasn't born when you last competed, Len. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I last competed um, before that show was in 1996 wow. when I came fourth in the IFBB European Championships. Mm. So that was, you know, a big gap of 20, 22 years. But, you know, it, it's, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's a generation. Mm. But I managed to keep myself fit because I love 
training. I love the sport. I love uh, the challenges. So my mindset was always in the gym, train hard and eat healthy. Live the bodybuilding lifestyle, but have a healthy life as well. Mm. And that's what kept me, kept me going throughout those, those, those years. I'd always train hard. And that's why when I wanted to compete, it wasn't really much of a struggle. The only struggle was reaching uh, that particular body weight because I competed in a classic class, which means it's uh, determined upon your height to weight ratio. Mm, mm. What do so you feel? On, on your, on your drawback. What do you think gave you that competitive advantage to you know beat so many young comp- competitors? What do you think it might be, or main main things that helped you? Oh, okay, experience. Okay, uh, I've got dedication and the muscle maturity. Basically, those 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 three help mm. uh, with with that desire. Um, I, I can see a lot of guys the way they train, and I can see. I, I mean, I've, I'm in the gym and I'm looking at guys who are younger than me. Remember, I've been judging as well, so I can see. I can see the standards of bodybuilders and I can see how I train and how I look. And I do compare myself to guys. I do. Mm. And remember a year before, was it two years before? I no, 2016 or 17. I don't remember. Sorry. I um, decided to do a guest appearance at, at a, a, a UK BFF um, qualifying show for the British Championships. So as a judge, I was judging the qualifier the week before, which was in Birmingham, and the Leicester qualifier, I got on stage. <laughs> I was a guest star. And two weeks after that was a finals, and I was judging the finals. You know, it was kind of funny, but yeah. I, I just wanted to show, uh, I, right, first of all, I knew I can do it, okay? And I, and I wanted to challenge myself to get in shape, to show that my, my colleagues, and to show the competitors, us judges who judge you, we do know what we're talking about. We have been there and we can still do it mm. at your level and higher. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to, to show a lot of um, individuals that what I can do. And to be honest, I dieted like I was competing. And it was a long time before I competed. I was, I was so driven and I was so uh, focused because I didn't want to look, go on stage looking like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to let myself down. Okay. Yeah. I trained hard. I dieted really hard for a guest appearance. And I, Insane. I shocked a lot of people really. I, they were kind of uh, dumbstruck at the way I looked. And uh, to be honest, I was quite happy with the way I look. I'm never really happy. I'm not a hundred percent really. Wow. I look fantastic. I'm always, yeah, I'm all right. You know, I look okay. I looked okay. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I look good. And I thought, yeah, you know what? Good and excellent and awesome. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a gap between that. So I'm mm. never going to look awesome. I'm never going to look fantastic. I'm going to look good. And good is enough for, for the time being. Because there's always, I've always got that bit I can improve on. You see, So I got on stage as a judge. And I showed the competitors what a judge can look like. And I showed the competitors what you can look like. 
<laughs> if you do things right, stick to the basics, diet hard, yeah, and focus on what you want to achieve. Simples. Yeah. And it worked. As a guest appearance, it worked. You know, I did a couple of um, photo shoots with Chris Bailey and uh, Simon, 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 yeah, yeah. Simon, Simon Howard. Simon Barnes? No, okay. Sorry, Howard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Simon. Friend, fantastic. They were really, really good. And it made me, you know, as a 50-year-old man, you thought, you know what I mean? I can still do it. So that, mm. that gave me the uh, focus to actually com- compete uh, the, fo- the following year. Or was it the following year? Yeah, two, two, two years after. So, um, you know, that's the reasons why I know, I knew I can, I can still do it. Mm. Yeah. So I'm looking at my, the, the, com- the competition. I'm looking at myself. Uh, I mean, bearing in mind, when I competed in the 90s, I was probably about five or six kilos heavier. I mean, I'm competing as a 50-year-old man, and I'm competing roughly about 90 kilos. Well, actually, tell a lie. When I competed, I was 86. When I did the guest appearance, I was about 90 kilos. So, you know, depreciation of muscle. It's going to happen when you get older. I can't be as big as I was when I was in my early, uh, mid, mid to late 20s and 30s. That's impossible. But it's about having that longevity, which is the most important thing. Mm. So I can tell people, yeah, I competed in 85, I competed in the 90s, and I had a massive gap of 22 years, and boom, I can still do it, do it again. As a judge. You know what? It's interesting because you do have many people that they become coaches. It might even be like, you know, footballers that later become coaches or, uh, yeah, bodybuilders who then become PTs or a coach, and they a lot of the time tend to fall out of shape and it's like, yeah, I used to do it. You know, they talk about their experience, how it used to, how they used to do it, but they are now a coach. However, you're, you're just constantly just up in your game, you know? And I think that was the ultimate thing to actually step up on the stage and show people it can still be done. Now, lots of people struggle to keep motivate, motivated. They, they, they do well, then they fall off. And they might even look at yourself as motivation now, like, you know, especially doing something like that. One thing I wanted to ask you was obviously with all these years of you just keeping in fantastic shape, even at the age of 50, is it 50 or 51? You still 50, 50? I'm 52. 52, 52, (laughs) still holding a six pack. You still got a six pack underneath that top? I've got a six pack. I've always had that proper, God, none of this, none of this eight pack nonsense. It's a proper <laughs> six pack. Boom, boom, boom. All right, boom. Li- could you just lift up your top quickly so we can have a look? Right, fifty-two years old, Lenny. Through for the t-shirt. There you go. Still you got it. It's serratus anterior obliques looking there. Oh my god, dude, this is insane. I had to hold that. Listen, I had to hold that stomach. In. <laughs> But you I look amazing. The and the freaky biceps. You've been nicknamed uh, freaky biceps on, on YouTube. I've seen all the, the, the mad clips of you showing your biceps. But like, what I wanted to ask you was like, yeah. you know, you've, you've had some, some motivation as well over the years. And you're, you know, you're still in tip top shape. Like, name me three bodybuilders or maybe fitness influencers or, you know, inspirations that you've had over the years that has 
so people that you've looked upon and still look upon as keeping that motivation in place? You probably got your own motivation, but just as a, as a little, you know, external source saying, do you know what this guy is doing his thing or these people have done their thing and that's what's kept me strong? Well, well I've, I've got to really say two really, really good people who have actually influenced me uh, is, my, is my mentor, which was a, a guy, which is a guy called Phil, Phil Topping. He's a guy, he's a Bayesian, he's, he's from Bar, Barbados. Right. And uh, I met him back in, I think it was uh, early, late 80s when I, when I uh, did my first show and I went to his gym. And uh, he, uh, he took me under his wing and I knew, um, he, he taught me a lot about training, a lot about diet, dieting. And he just actually kept me back, held me back and told me enough when time was right, you know, it, it, he educated me on forms of training and nutrition. And for that, I will always be thankful for his, uh, his wisdom mm-hmm. and his energy and his, uh, his uh, under, under, understanding. He was a super guy. And he's, he, he lives now in Barbados. I think he's gone back. But uh, I miss him. I miss him. Uh, another guy I've got to mention, obviously, is uh, Savas Kuriaku, who who owns uh, Masterworks Gym, who I first met late 80s, uh, I think it was 89. Um, you know, I, 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 I've been very, very fortunate, Roger, because we, we go around gyms, I go around to many, many, many gyms, and I'm talking about real bodybuilding gyms, and People appreciate who I am, and they they I get in for I don't train I don't pay to train, and they say hey come in Lenny oh, we we appreciate you coming here. It makes me feel proud, and I'm forever thankful for people who have helped me out throughout 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 the years. You know, it's uh, it's it's so nice to to be to be appreciated, and Sav has helped me out throughout, throughout the years. He's always been there. I've always listened to his advice, um, and even to this day. He's, uh, he's been there and he's been uh, somebody who I can, I can get advice from. So those two guys. And one other guy who I think is amazing is Dexter, Dexter Jackson, top body bodybuilder. That guy is a genetic freak. He is, I, can't, I don't believe the man has been, I don't know how many shows, how many professional shows he's won, he's done. He was Mr. Olympia back in 2008. And he's still competing at top level now. Absolutely amazing. That guy is unbelievable. Yeah. That guy is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. two mentors and a bodybuilder who I really admire. Mm, mm. And I feel you. I feel, I feel you there. Like, you know, someone who's, who can, um, like, yeah, who can go to any gym and, and train because of the groundwork which you've put in, like, it's it's such a humbling feeling to to know that I don't know like people love you for your hard work. I watch yeah, you and I'm like, it's it's it makes me feel really good. And even when I lived in Spain, I li- I lived in Spain for for seven years, and I go to I went to local village. They have a gym, <laughs> have a gym in the village, and I said to them who I am. I brought a picture. Ah, you look why you look good. <laughs> <laughs> To cuerpo, muy fuerte. And I thought, wow. And I said, no, you, no, 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 come, 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 anytime. 
So the, the, the gyms in the village, no. The gyms on the coast, no. I mean, M10, I'm sorry, M15 gym in my, my bed, you come in. You know, ultimate, ultimate performance in San, San Pedro, no, that's no problem, Lenny, come in. Amazing. Wow. It's nice to be appreciated. And, you know, I, I just have to say uh, my gratitude is, is, is there for everybody who has helped me throughout my years. I know us bodybuilders are, are the seem to be just tight and you know scringes and all want to want to take take take. But you know what, guys, I do really appreciate uh, who, who has helped me in the in the in the past. Thank you, yeah. thank you, and and uh, I'm forever grateful. I have to give a quick massive shout out to Sav as well because he's 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 one who's able to see talent in so many people the amount of people he's helped over the years is insane and i just remember training at the gym really frequently and um you know just paying a normal membership and um it's like he said to me like when it came to renewal of my gym membership he was like do you know what it's fine don't worry about it and i was like i don't understand like do you know what i'm not going to complain about that thank you so much thank you and it just it made me feel like wow like he sees potential in me you know and i was like you know forever thankful for that and like anytime i'll do a video i'd I'd be like just giving the biggest shout out to sav because he did not need to do that (laughs) you know how many gyms has the guy got you know he's got like world recognition he doesn't need to do that for someone who who just has a passion for training but he done it out of the kindness of his heart. So I just had have to, you know, double up on that. Thank you. The guy is an incredible person. He's, he's a lovely person. He has so much love and yeah, I always wish him all the best. One yeah, thing he's, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. I wanted to get into when people talk about bodybuilding, sometimes people have this certain stigma and understanding about it or thought process, maybe from looking at magazines or perhaps, uh, I don't know, maybe a t- typical things what maybe other bodybuilders say. And some of them is to do with the diet. Now, some people believe that you need to eat chicken and broccoli daily or lots of meat um, what's your views on that? Would you say there's a bit more versatility or there needs to be lots of meat in the diet? Is there any particular, or is it based around like macronutrients or like, yeah, what, what's your views when it comes to nutrition and bodybuilding? Uh, I, I, in my opinion, I, I, I feel that uh, for, my, for my body to, to res- respond, I need an adequate amount of carbs because I need energy for me to train hard. And I need protein. I sorry, I need energy for me to train hard and recover. And the protein builds builds the muscle. So um, there's no there's no set diet for an individual. Um, But if you find your own way, if you find your macros, and if you find what what works for you best, I I really think that you should you should really stick stick to it. I mean, remember we've Roger, you and I have been training for many many years, and I never go by the scales upon the way I look. I always go by my the way I feel and and my my conditioning. I know if I go out and have a pizza, uh, I know that it's not going to do my body good. Okay, if I if I have clean food, I know it's going to be better for me 
But um, there's got to be a balance. So I make sure I have a balanced diet. I keep my, my protein reasonably uh, mediocre. So I keep my, I'm talking about mediocre for me. So I have about 200 grams of protein. I probably have about 150 grams of carbs and the rest is fats. Uh, mm. So, and then if I, if I need to get myself leaner, I will perhaps increase the protein and reduce the carbs and fats. Uh, or I might just uh, increase the, my cardio activity. So, uh, for, yeah, your diet, your diet is, is very, very important, but you've got to take into account your age. You've got to take into account your act activity levels and your metabolic rate. Um, so all these, all these factors aid in helping you look a certain way. And all this comes through knowledge. Yeah, so you learn about your, your body and that's why we're here to help uh, mm -hmm. our clients um, with diets and training pro pro programs to give them the information and the knowledge to one day either do it themselves or to rely on us to do it for them. I would prefer to rely on me to do it for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm the expert, as you can see. <laughs> yes. So, but you know what? It, it's about knowledge. It's about educating yourself. Yeah. Learning what works for you. Because what works for me, Roger, might not work for you and vice versa. You've mm -hmm. probably done diets, diet, diets that I haven't done before. But, and then if you find it effective, you stick to it to a certain time. Uh, and then if you stick to the, these particular diets, it's going to be your mainstay. It's going to be something which you will find there for your duration. You know, but uh, for me, for instance, as I said to you, I, I, I like carbs in my, in my diet. I keep my, my, I keep my protein mediocre and that works for me fine for that particular time in the mm -hmm. summertime now. <laughs> but in the winter, I might change a few things, you see. Uh, so regarding nu nutrition, generally, keep your protein levels between mediocre and high. Keep your carbs on the, on the low side, but give you enough energy for you to uh, function. And your fats can range between low and medium. But at the end of the day, you need to give yourself enough energy for you to sustain maintain and grow and that's the most important thing what's your thoughts on the if it fits your macros kind of uh, approach to to food well you know i i believe if you've got a certain amount of macros you the the way I feel is the most important way of growing is to make it, make sure those are balanced. I mean, you can have, uh, you can eat junk food and get your macros and you think that it's going to be the same effect as you eat healthily. It's not going to be that, be that way. You know, if I've got five or six meals a day and my macros are 3000 calories, say if I eat all the majority of my carbs in the morning, and then I and then I have the majority of my fats and protein in the evening. I'm going to get leaner after a while on the same macros as if I didn't. You see, so it's not only the amount of food you eat; it's when you eat, which is very very important. People don't don't realize that 
they, they just think, oh, I've got the macros here. I, I might change this and I might change that. As long as I hit my macros, I'll be all right. It doesn't necessarily always work that way. Because no, your body, your body is, is unique. And for me, it's, it's a question of working what, what, finding out what works for you and stick to your principles. But as I said, if you have a certain amount of macros, those are your macros. But to get your goals, to reach your goals, you want to make sure you separate your foods adequately so you can reach your targets quicker. Yeah. What's your views on vegan bodybuilders? Some people feel as though um, it's, it's definitely achievable, especially this whole uh, vegan movement right now. Um, and some people think, nah, it's not possible for them to achieve a, an overall aesthetic physique or build enough muscle. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I think it's achievable. Yeah. I think if you're, if you are a vegan and, and you are an athlete and you train hard and you have enough inadequate, uh, adequate n- nutrition adequate daily nutrition you can you can be anything you want to be if you if you really want to do it you can it's not going to be as easy mine mm-hmm. but it depends on what on what you're used to if i for instance wanted to say to, oh i'm gonna oh, i don't really want to eat meat anymore i don't want to eat fish i don't want to eat eggs i don't want, i just want to live on live on live on the land i just want to have healthy healthy quality uh uh natural food without any, any animal products it's going to hurt me, man. <laughs> it will take some, some adjusting, but I will gradually get into it. But I don't think I'll be looking the way I do now. That's my opinion. Mm. That's my opinion. So, you know, there, there's, there's good uh, vegan, vegan pro- protein supplements out, out, out there. You've got, you've got a lot of corn products out there. You know, you've got your, your pulses and all your, um, your nuts and, and whatever you eat. But, I I uh, I do admire them, to be honest. And I, I know a few vegans, uh, a couple of my clients who are who are who are vegan, have actually com- competed. And um, I'm, I'm amazed they've done really well. Um, but um, you know what? I, I admire their tenacity, and and I admire them for being so focused on on achieving their goals. It is possible. And it's all boils down to your mindset. A lot of this is about your mind and how much you really, really, really desire and how much you really want to achieve. No matter what kind of diet you're on, no matter whether whether you're a vegetarian or vegan, it doesn't matter. If you really, really, really believe you can achieve, I know it sounds like a really corny pun, but (laughs) it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's true, you know, it's not easy. But I always look at people who are in a, in, in a position less comfortable than me. I look, I look at people who are, are physically disabled and I look at how, how they have challenges in their life, people who have had challenges in their life, and they overcome these, these obstacles and they achieve great things because they have that desire. I look at people like that and that's what drives me. That's what makes me think, I've got no problems compared to these, these people. And look what they, they have achieved. Mm-hmm. You see, Roger, it makes me feel that, like, you know, 
any obstacles in your way, just listen, just if you want to get somewhere, think about where you want to go and have a plan to get there. Yeah. If you're vegan and you want to compete, compete. Do it. By your, your, your you know, you have limited uh, options, but you have options. The same as me, the same as everybody else. I have more options than you, but that's your, your choice to be, to be vegan. So do what you can with what you got and go for it. That's mm -hmm. it. It's possible. You can do it. Just have the right mindset, yeah, to do it and you will. Don't listen to negative comments about you can't do it. That's mm -hmm. going to turn that into a positive. You can't do it. What do you mean I can't do it? You watch. You see. You see what I can do. Change it. Change, change your mindset. Show these people that you can do it. And you will. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. what's, your, um, what's your supplement regimen? Do you have any particular supplements that you would have on a daily or on a weekly basis? Or do you feel supplements aren't that important? What's your take on that? Well, when I, when I was younger, I, uh, I really relied on my food, um, on my general food to give me enough supplements, except for uh, perhaps pro protein. I would have a whey, a whey protein once, once a day. Uh, but now I have, um, I have multi multivitamins. I take um, a pre-workout once or once or twice a month or a week it mm -hmm. depends on how i how i feel um i take albutamine after workouts to aid, aid me to recover from my workouts um and uh i take a multivitamin i've just said vitamin mm -hmm. c so my supplement range is is increasing the older i get because mm -hmm. my recovery rate isn't as quick as i went when I, I was younger uh so a few, a few multivitamins, uh, vitamin C, some cod liver oil, but really nothing really, really far out major. <laughs> the basic fundamental uh, vitamins and minerals and micronutrients. Mm -hmm. So nothing really which is going to be amazingly spectacular. It's just the same old thing. Yeah. Really. But I just try to keep myself as fit as possible by having a balanced, a balanced diet. And I use uh, a lot of um, HD muscle uh, supplements because I think they're really, really good. This okay. is a multivitamin uh, supplement which I use on a, on a regular base, basis, which uh, keeps me feeling good. But mm -hmm. I don't take really a lot of supplements, just enough to keep my body looking the way it is. That's, that's amazing. This, uh, the majority of what I do I do it as naturally as possible, naturally mean without taking as many supplements, but uh, just enough. So my, my you, you're, you're eating what, around six meals or sorry, five meals a day. Is that what you said? I eat, uh, I have five meals a day mm -hmm. and uh, I have a protein supplement uh, every other day. But mm -hmm. some, sometimes in the morning I put, perhaps put a, bit, a little bit of whey protein in my porridge. Mm -hmm. but a scoop of, of whey, of whey pro protein. And uh, yeah, that's it really. So yeah. as far as supplements, I have, a, I have a few supplements, but I don't go really, really crazy because mm -hmm. my body is just going to waste it because I don't really, really need it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. As, as I did when, I, when I, I was younger. Exactly. So um, what about um, 
this whole bodybuilding scene, like, you know, being part of the bodybuilding industry, have you ever had adversity in the sport, uh, like politics, uh, or is that a bit of a sensitive area? <laughs> I found so from my experience. So like, you know, I'm thinking you've been in it way longer than me and you don't have to name names, but like, you know, just like your, your general overview of, of the sport from your experience. Well, you know, I've, I, I can tell so many stories, but I, I'm, I'm on, on, on a personal level, when I competed in the 90s, those, those years were just the best years as far as I, I'm concerned. Bodybuilding's superior years, sorry, that decade, the 90s were, were the best, okay? Um, I, was a, I was an amateur and I competed in the UK BFF. So formerly the UK BFF, now is the, sorry, formerly the EFBB. Shows how old I am, I'm just <laughs> losing my marbles. Formerly the EFBB, now the UK BFF. Um, competed in the British Championships three years in a row, between 93 and 95. 1993, I came second in the heavyweight class to the overall champion, uh, Amy, Amy Francis. 1994, I came second in the heavyweight class to the overall champion, Ian Wadley. 1995, I came second in the heavyweight class to the overall champion, Ernie Taylor. Right. 1996, um, I competed in the European Championships, uh, which was a drug tested show, and I came fourth. Uh, the president, the then president, uh, Bill, Bill, sorry, Julian Fernstein, uh, he, uh, he told me, because I competed so many times, uh, all right, let, let, let's just backtrack a, a little bit. When I competed in 93, 94, 95, I then went on to uh, uh, compete in Europe, uh, an international invitational show, an IFBB international show. It was called the IFBB Flanders Cup, and I subsequently won the shows in 93, 94, and 95. Um, so there was no other guy had won three consecutive uh, uh, titles and I got money, prize money. And funnily enough, the winners before and after me were uh, given pro, pro cards. But because I was in the UK, I wasn't allowed to, uh, to, to get the pro card. I was told no, basically. I had to win the British Championships. Okay, so I came back from 93. Came second in the British and uh, winning the IFBB Flanders Cup. And uh, Julian said, no, you've got to do the British. So 94 came round and I came second in the um, British and winning the Flanders Cup again. No pro cards. No. Wow. 95 came round, came second in the, in the British and winning the Flanders Cup for the third time. And then Julian probably got a bit fed up with me. And he said, oh, okay, then. Right, listen, if you, came in the, if you come in the top six of the Europe, for the pro card but I got a list of the events for the following year because I was going to pay my 2000 sorry 200 dollars for the whole year and then I could I could compete but unfortunately back in those days I was working in a club 
and I got involved in a fight and I tore my, my tendon in my shoulder. So this was in 1997. Right. Tore, tore my tendon, didn't, didn't compete. I was out of action. Didn't pay for the pro card. Yeah, uh, so that was it. I lived a life, got married, had my boy, moved to Spain, lived in Spain for seven years, came back, wanted to compete as a pro. I was told, no, that was it. I was told no because it's been too long and, and uh, Julian, Julian Fenstein, the rest of the cell, died. So there was no one to prove the facts of what happened before. So unfortunately, I had to start all over again and do what I did, hence the reason why I competed in 2018. Right. And I lost by one point of getting in, getting that pro card, which I never got because of politics. So, wow. Because I didn't pay. If I paid for the $200 then, I would have, um, excuse me, I would have uh, paid and it would have been done and done and dusted, but I didn't pay because I, I got I got injured, so I didn't apply for the card. Although I got the list of the events, didn't pay the money because I didn't pay the money. That was it. And then the then the president now told me, no, uh, it's just too bad. It's been too long. You've got to do you've got to do what you have to do. And uh, I decided to uh, to leave the UK BFF because they split from the IFBB. So he split from the NPC. We're just going to take a short break and return right back. Do you feel older than what you are? Or do you feel younger than what your birth certificate actually says you are? Well, typically, how you've lived your life will determine how long you will live. A birth date is really just superficial information because it doesn't tell you how well your body is doing. Methylation tests and epigenetics testing can calculate your cellular age. This will be questioning whether your healthy living or not so healthy living is affecting your lifespan. To understand your biological age, why not check out DNAge? They can do a biological age test, which is based on the Dr. Horvath epigenetics age clock. Just go to mydnage.com and use coupon code SNIPES15 for a cool 15% off. This podcast is sponsored by BrainTap, a headset which elevates your mental performance through tonal therapy, guided meditation, binaural beats, isochronic tones, and my absolute favorite, which is low-level light therapy. It works by creating a symphony of brainwave activity, which is perfect for learning and productivity. It uses neuroalgorithms to guide your brain to achieve maximum neuroplasticity. It doesn't require any effort apart from putting on the headphones and selecting your choice from the library. For instance, BrainTap Retreat, build a resilient brain and healthy body to overcome any of life's challenges, or introduction to public speaking, captivate your audience, keep them engaged, and learn how your energy on stage can move mountains. After you select your choice, just pull down the visor and relax. If you're interested to get yourself brain tapped, then click the link in my show notes and at least try for free. 
Your brain will love you for it. We are now going to return right back to the podcast. Thank you. Too much politics involved. And then I competed in a, in a two bros event and came uh, lost by one point. So that was a, that was a bittersweet for me. But hey, you know what? I've got nothing to prove. I've got nothing to prove to anyone. So I decided to, to do it anyway. And I, and I lost. I consider me... I consider that I lost. I lost that show. No, I did. So yeah. I was going to ask. A, go on, what do you feel you've maybe learned from this experience? Never take anything for for granted. Uh, I've learned that um, you just have to do what you enjoy doing. I, I love I love training. So although. I'm very, very competitive, and I really wanted to to uh, to achieve more, and I and I will achieve more. Um, I feel kind of not not betrayed. I just feel saddened that what what's happened, what happened to me, because I've seen other athletes who who um, have gone on to greater things, and I could have done more. But it's never too late. I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to compete again, but as long as I feel good about myself, as long as I feel that I've done the best I can at that particular time, and I, and I, and I have, I had, but I can always look back and think, you know what, I've, I've did, I did okay. I've done it, I've done all right. And I consider, and I continue to try to raise the bar. For me, I try to do things um, as best I can, as best, uh, the, to the best of my ability, I try to conduct myself in a positive way all the time. Yeah, that's brilliant. And that's man. all I can do. That's yeah. all I can do, Roger. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give you one instance, which really, really, as a judge, really made me think, what the hell am I doing here? I was at a show and um, I was judging. I'm not going to mention any names. I was judging a, a show and, right, I saw... I don't know what class came on, but I, I put the guy first because he deserved to win. Okay, but the guy who came first was the uh, was a son of a of a judge. Okay, right. I, I didn't I didn't know who he was. Right, and I heard some boos in the audience when they, when he was uh, when when he was announced first. So I thought no, nothing nothing of it. The next day, the next morning, on my social media. On my um, on my messenger, Facebook messenger, I've got messages from this disgruntled competitor, disgruntled friend of a competitor who was competing against the guy who won. Uh, and he said uh, he was calling me. Am I am I am I allowed to to be uh, very specific here? Yeah, be specific. Go for it. All right. He said to me, "You." Fucking nigga monkey, you put the judge's son first, you fucking cunt, you nigga, you this and that. And he put it, he, wow, I thought, Jesus Christ. I thought, oh my God. I couldn't believe what I was reading. And he was going on and on. Wow. About, uh, he was picking on me specifically about being, uh, putting the guy's, uh, the guy first because he's, uh, he's the son of a, of a judge. All right, so what I did was I uh, copied and pasted it and I put it on my Facebook page. 
and I mentioned the fact uh, of, of what happened, right? And uh, I would say about an hour later, I got a call. Well, was it a call or an email from somebody within the Federation to tell me it's not a good idea to put it on, take it off because, you know, these matters really don't really want to be seen in public. And uh, so silly me, I took it off. And to this day, I thought, how silly of me to have taken it off. But the worst thing is, I got not one bit of condemnation from anybody within the Federation at how appalled they were at such language and how I was treated. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Okay? And that's what made me feel, what the fuck am I doing in this Federation? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was really, really, really bad. And that made me feel... Didn't really want to be, be be here, really. But although I stayed for a bit longer, then then that then that, then that was it. I left. Mm. You know, if I can't get back up from from my federation, if I, if they can't give me support, where am I? What what am I supposed to do? So, you know what? That's that's a bit of controversy that happened. Mm. Mm. I mean, you you've given that. committed your your life really a lot of your life to, to the Federation, representing it, representing the brand, representing yourself as being part of the brand. And when it came to support, they weren't actually there for you, which is- uh, Yeah, but Roger, that was very, very blatant racism. That was disgusting. Yeah. And to not get any support from your, from your colleagues, well, I've got a few, of people were talking to me, but from the head of the Federation, he said absolutely nothing, did not condemn what this guy was saying. It just shows, shows you what am I doing here? I'm yeah. better than this. Come on, come on, get out, get out of it. Do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. That's it. So you've been, you've been part of bodybuilding for training for forever, really. I don't know. Uh, two uh, I, generations. I'm, I'm still alive, Roger. I'm, You're I'm still alive, alive, isn't it? The water. <laughs> You're a bit of a fossil. <laughs> so you've been you've been well, training. <laughs> a, a, a geriatric, you mean? Yeah, fossil, geriatric. <laughs> so yeah, you you've been training for many years now, and um, yeah. obviously you've seen the from the beginning of your. Um, the early era of, of 90s, 80s, um, different different eras. So you, you, you started around in the 80s and now we are um, 2020. You know, you've seen like lots of things change over the years. Um, what would you say is different from then and now in, in terms of like the, the bodybuilding scene? Well, um, obviously, with with the onset of te technology, it's um, it, it's it's easy to communicate with with people around around the world, your your idols, your 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 peers. Um, that's that's a good thing, you know. Uh, the, I I, f I feel that um, when I started training, I was so focused on where I wanted to be. There wasn't any other this distractions to to uh, push me in other directions now there's many dis distractions to push people depending on where they want to go and 
Uh, I'm grateful to have been in the area, in the era where I grew up because in the era of the eighties and the nineties, because that, that was just solid training and focusing and uh, maintaining your desires and creating ambition and driving the determination. Not, not that that isn't there now, but there's too many distractions. I feel there's too many di distractions now. The, the hardcore element is not as much as it used to be. Yeah, I know, you know, with social media, there's more opportunities to make money and to, and to um, uh, achieve other goals and to, and to pursue different careers within the fitness industry, which weren't available before. Um, e.g. Uh, uh, fitness uh, personal trainers and fitness pro professionals and, and uh, prep coaches and whatever. Mm. But um, I, I believe the fundamentals, some of the fundamentals have gone, have gone in, in, in the way you train. The basic fundamentals of training, a lot of it you will never, ever stop. At the end of the day, there's all these different uh, ways of training, training routines, training schedules, push and pull and work bollocks. <laughs> uh, I believe in, in the basics. The basics work. You always will go back to the basics because it will always work for you. The basics was when I started training, that will never stop because it works. And... And um, when I see guys and girls in the gym doing all these fancy movements, I wonder why they just don't stick to the basics. And they're probably, if they learned, knew how to train correctly with the correct technique and the right, um, the right form, they'll probably benefit more. So although things have changed for the better, I believe that some things have not yeah, advance the way they should, if you mm. understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of things over the years and I'm questioning. Yeah. Like, like I'll go into the gym and I'll see some weird stuff. I don't know, man. Like if you're doing a leg press and then I've seen people twist their bodies in all types of angles to try and hit the legs. I'm like, damn, is that even safe? Like it's it's weird. It's weird in incorporating all this uh, new equipment. Half of them, I think, is a waste of time. I think the most interesting and creatively weird types are the way women train their glutes. I've never seen so many different variations of glute exercises. To be honest with you, some of which I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's it's amazing the amount of glute exercises you can do. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> to be honest. But you know that whatever well, that's a good thing. That's a pro pro progression because uh, when we started, when well, definitely when I started, there there wasn't a specific glute exercises exercise to do. Uh, we we would just do uh, squats and perhaps do some lunges, which works works the time between the glute hamstrings and quads anyway. And perhaps we would do a little bit of um, uh, you know uh, the, the wide 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 stance. Uh, squats you know but mm -hmm. uh now what that what is but that well, that's a good thing really to be honest um women now can use do more exercises and they could shape their bodies the way they they want it's it's 
there's so many exercises you can do for every body part, so many. But to find what works for you, you just got to take, take, take your time in developing a routine which works best for you, but, not, but might not be as effective as somebody else doing it. That's why bodybuilding and training is unique. Because what might work for me might not work for you, Roger. So finding your own way of training and finding the exercises that benefit you is is quite exciting, really, because it makes you it makes you want to pursue this more. Because there's so many exercises to to find and so many ways of doing that particular body 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 part. It makes it interesting, I guess. Mm. But as I said before, the basics. Always put the basic exercises in your workouts. Yeah, put the compound movements in. You will perhaps have more of a foundation to grow. We're putting all these ligand, ligand, a little bit of a bit of move, movements in, which you might find looks good. It <laughs> looks good for the camera. <laughs> yeah, but um, as far as um, being beneficial to you, perhaps a little bit. But you know, at the end of the day. That's, the, that's progress and that's social media for you. Mm, mm. So, I mean, I, I do movements for my body parts, like for the, for, the, for the biceps. I always do a curl and a preacher curl and sometimes do a cable curl because the cable curls work for me. It looks good if I'm holding cables like that and pushing in. <laughs> it's got the effect of, 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 of getting that peak. You know, put chest right up and squeezing in and pushing out. You know, it's, it's, got, it's got that effect. Mm. You know, I keep thinking, oh, I'm going to video that. That looks good. I'm going to video that one one day. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do certain exercises just for the camera and certain things I'll do. I'll just make sure, yeah, the foundation, the compounds are the foundation. Sometimes I find that with isolation exercises, it almost overdoes a particular area and then you end up with injury if you're not careful so compounds recruits a lot of muscle fibers and just helps it as a whole whereas isolation you just kind of need to be careful if you if you i don't know heavy load and isolation um, you're just working one small muscle group and you can overdo it if you're not careful that's my that's my views on yeah. that. yeah so w- w- with with regard to uh uh an average day's training, would you do a, a, a compound movement first? Well, I'm, I'm asking you your question now. Would yeah, sure, go for it. First, or would you do an isolation first to warm up the area? Or would you stretch first? Say, say you're working your, your chest, for instance. Yeah. You would, would you ever do a fly first? Or if you did, you did a fly, you would get, uh, you would do some light movements to a particular. Anyway, tell me, what would you do? A compound yeah. movement first, or would you do and not isolation first. So I would I, I would start with an isolation. Like me personally, I'll start with an isolation and relatively light. I would say when I was younger, I'd probably start with a compound. But right now, okay. I will just start super light and I'll just like rep it out until I'm nice and warm. And then, and then I'll go with a compound. That's what I would do. Because I feel okay. as though... Um, with a compound exercise, I'd like to go nice and heavy with that. And I'd like, if I'm going to go heavy, I need my body to be warm before I go heavy. So that's, exactly. that's how I feel with it. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, for instance, I would probably start with a compound movement. But what I would do is uh, I would perhaps do about eight sets. Of, if it was an, an incline bench press, I would probably do, if it's, if it's a dumbbell incline, I'll probably do about eight sets, gradually increasing the weight. So it will basically be four warm-up sets, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's four really important sets. to understand, yeah. The warm-up sets, sometimes like people be, you know, might watch and be like, how many sets did you do that? And I, I might say like, you know, it could be like eight, as, as you just said there, but I'll say like, yeah, I've done about two sets. <laughs> the rest, yeah. that doesn't even count. Let's not even talk about that. I'm getting warm here. Um, I think there is a, a saying by, I don't know if it's Bruce Lee or Muhammad Ali, but someone said, um, I don't start counting the, the sit-ups until it starts burning, until I start feeling the pain. And I'm like, oh, that is perfect. You know, and I apply that principle all the time. You know, wait until I'm warm up, a bit of a fatigue. I'm like, okay, now, now, this is when it counts. Now is when the work starts. Exactly. So I would like to talk about, for some people, it could be a sensitive area, but I want to talk about performance enhancers because I think a lot of people need to know. And um, so you've tried and tested different things over the years. And I'm sure it's, it's helped you to reach your potential. Um, but first of all, I'd like to understand, is it essential to take performance enhancers in professional bodybuilding? Or would you say it's not necessary, but some people can decide to do it? Uh, well, I, I think it's, it's people's personal preference. But uh, if you see these guys on, on stage, if you see those pro bodybuilders, you know, it's, there's, no, there's no doubt that everybody does take performance non constant drugs. At that, at that level, there isn't a chance of you achieving your goals if you, if you don't, unless you are a genetic freak. I know certain bodybuilders have turned pro and, and apparently haven't taken, but that's that's the minority um uh, it's 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 an individual thing you know roger it's an individual thing it's it depends on what you want out of the sport and i'm not just saying pros i'm saying everybody who, who, who competes it's up to you what you want and you know the dangers you know the side effects you make that decision upon what you want to do with your life what you want to do with your body taking into consideration the risks involved. That's a personal thing, yeah? And it's about education. It's about educating yourself on what you are doing, what you are taking. Don't listen to your friends. Listen to advice from people who you think is worthy of listening to. And that's important. Um, It's something which I've done before. There's no denying that, as far as I, you know, because uh, of what I've been, I've been, I've been through. But you know, I've been training thirty-seven years, so I've, I'm knowledgeable in what I've done before. I'm not silly, but I am. I'm here to tell the tale. I'm healthy. I'm happy. That's the most important thing. At the end of the day, it's an individual thing. It's up to you whether you, what you want to do, and if you want to go that way. Make sure you get the right advice. That's, That's one thing. Really. 
I, I wanted to, yeah, get into that really, because you do have, I would say kids, you know, could be, man, as young as 15, 16, 17, um, that are just, uh, I've, rec I've received DMs from these kids and I'm like, wow, like these, these guys are asking about performance enhancers. Like, you know, uh, okay, so you got some kids that are even trying all types of drugs with no guidance and creating a lot of damage to, uh, well, in the process. What would your professional advice be on someone who was taking this route that was young? Right, I, I would say don't be foolish. It, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's peer, peer pressure and that's... Uh, downright stupidity and it's it's really uh lack lack of lack of knowledge which is okay ask yourself a question i would say how hard do you do you do you train okay what do you want to do with your time okay in the in the gym make sure your time is is spent a hundred percent focused on achieving your goals okay? you train hard okay and then Six months later, you come up to me and you ask me the same question. If you haven't improved the dime, you ain't training hard, hard, hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I would try and deflect it and I'll try, I will try to put it into a positive stance, Roger. Mm. You know, that's, that's so, so important. Um, I would try to, to make them think about the consequences and see whether they've, they've exhausted every avenue first, yeah? Uh, I mean, that's important. Mm. That's very, very, very important. Exhausted every avenue. And then if, if, you're, if you're still interested, come and have a consultation. And I see if I can, if I can talk to you about of the options. But to be honest, I think you are too young to even consider um, taking any substances, considering your natural growth is still, is still happening. And what do you want to achieve? Have you competed? Do you want to compete or you just want to look good? Okay, forget it. That's just vanity. Mm, mm. It's just absolute vanity. You have to go and speak to some, someone else or go on YouTube or, or go on Google. That's what I would say. I would really, really say, 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 say that. Mm. I really, really would. So. What about, um, I've heard that um testosterone and growth hormone are natural you know the body produces it so it's it's okay to take there's no issues there and then some people say oh i don't know about it what, what's your thoughts on that do you think there's do you think there's a sweet spot if a person was to um decide to take it or do you think like the moment you elevate it there could be risks involved there's always risks involved. Um, you've got mm -hmm. to consider the person's age, uh, their ex experience, um, uh, and and knowledge. And knowledge knowledge base is important. Uh, somebody in their mid forties, for in, for instance, that's perhaps safer than somebody in their mid twenties. Yeah, because your natural testosterone level diminishes in your mid twenties, and a form of uh, testosterone therapy in your mid forties might be a solution it depends on depending on what you want to do depending on whether you just want to train you want to train hard it depends on what you want uh, so 
it, you have to consider the person's age and what their desires are. Uh, mm-hmm. I will perhaps, uh, those two products are probably the safest if they wanted to go, go down that road. Depending on their age, it's always the age factor is important. Right, right, age as well. Is one safer than the other or are they both in the same category? Um, sorry about that. Just uh... <laughs> right, <laughs> all good. If Patrick, if you want to come in, I'll just move it, move it, move it down. Okay. Bear with me one second. I'm just going to move the. I'm going to move the camera. Here you go. Ah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to move that seat. No, I'm going to get the chair, Roger. That's, this is good. This is live. I'm going to get the chair. Go. There you go, darling. There you go. That looks like a similar seat that I've seen in the Matrix, what Morpheus sits on. You've seen the Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> like it. <laughs> so where was we? Yeah. Um, would you say there's one which is safer than the other? Well, they fall in the same category. It, it, uh, you, know, you know what? Uh, um, it, safe? What, what is safe? It, no, I would say it depends on what you what you want to do with it, how much you want to take. If if you were to take the say, I don't I don't know how it works to be honest. Like, um, I don't know a, a, a similar measurement on both of them. Is there one which uh, could elevate too much? Um, is it? Well, I just want to know, like, which one is more likely to potentially cause quicker harm than the other if people don't understand what they're doing i would say perhaps the the growth hormone right if you don't know the correct dosages to take uh at the end of the day if it's fake you don't know how much you're putting into your body (laughs) you know that that's a very very um uh that 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 question it's it depends on the person's uh how how they can absorb absorb the the drug it depends on on your Mm. body weight it depends on on how much you take it depends on the product it depends on the brand a lot of these um these these facts you have to take into consideration before you even even consider taking anything like that to be honest um but generally to take a bit of test therapy in your mid forties, that's not that's not going to really be a, be a detrimental harm to you. But then again, it might be. It depends on what your what you what you can tolerate. I mean, little do- dosages might be okay for you, but it maybe be, even it healthier for some people. It, it could it could be, but mm. you know, it's it's a it's an individual thing, Roger. You know. Um, as I said, what might work work for one person might not work for the for the next. Uh, that's why you have to really consider 
what you really want to do um, and what risk you want to take. It's not much of a risk, really, but, mm. you know, I've, I mean, with everything going on in, in, this, in this world, who knows what, 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 what risk we, we take on the day-to-day living. It's madness. <laughs> it really is. Mm. You know, just keep yourself healthy. And if you want to, to go down those roads, make sure you do your research. You want to read up as much as possible. And uh, you want to you want to have you know the pros and cons, and uh, take don't take any decision lightly. Get as much um, advice and information as you can, and if you still want to want to go go ahead, that's entirely a personal thing, mm-hmm. entirely a personal de- decision for you to make. So. so um, I'm going to just move on slightly. So um, com- competitions that is now a thing of the past, or would you consider possibly a, at least one more time? <laughs> or uh, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Is it, is, it, is it an end, or do you think you, you still maybe got a little bit of fuel remaining in the tank for a, another one or two? You know what, Roger? Since, since lockdown, I've been I've been... I've been training regularly indoors. Uh, I've got the weights. I, I train in the parks now. I've got a few clients who I see in the parks, and I've been training, and I and I feel good. I feel good. Um, I've been eating well. I've been eating healthy. So I, I can never say never. Mm. As a fifty-year-old, I'll probably be, <laughs> as doing doing an open show. It might be a little bit too much for me now. I might mm-hmm. consider doing a, an over fifties, but. <laughs> um, uh, I can never say never. Mm. That way, okay. I always keep my options open. Yeah. You know, there might there might be an opportunity for me to stand on stage in in, uh, in a Miami Pro, give me some of that. Miami Pro, so yeah, <laughs> Olivia FF and give me some of that. <laughs> okay, I was as a muscle model, yeah. <laughs> some of that. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But you know, uh, no, I can. <clears throat> But you know, when you when you diet and when you when you focus on a on a goal, it gives you that drive. And I like to be I like to be challenged. I like to be uh, having I like to have something which I can aim for all the time. Whether it's a holiday, it's an event, and I'll die for it. So mm. I did last year my holidays, my birthdays, except for this birthday, which was in lockdown. So I was a pretty heavy lockdown birthday. But usually, I diet for, for holidays. I diet for birthdays and events. It always gives me that, um, that uh, it gives me a, a, a focus and it gives me something to aim for. And I, I, I try to achieve that and I, I, get, I, I go for something else. Mm. And I like, I like being in shape. You like being in shape. You're never out of shape. No, no. Uh, it's, uh, you know what it's like. <laughs> but you, you, know, you know what you've built there is through hard work, dedication, determination, and drive, yeah. You know that what you built there isn't through um, through uh, ignoring the, the the importance of a balanced diet and good nu- nutrition, yeah. Being uh, being mentally strong and and being uh, and being focused. You know that because if you wasn't, you wouldn't look like the way the way you the way you do. And I'm not just saying in your in your training, in all aspects of your of your life, you've got to. You've got to have the same principles in your business life, you know, in your work life, and in your training. 
You've got to be determined. You've got to be focused. And you have to have goals. Mm. If you don't have goals, you're just living from one day to the next and you're just whatever. You, know, you want to achieve something that you could never achieve. Yeah, you want to achieve that, that, uh, that goal that you, you never will get because then you lose your drive. If you, if you get it, you lose that determination. I want to be somebody that I can never be. I want to have that drive. I want to be, be that. I want to look a certain way. And I haven't achieved it yet. Mm, mm, mm. I never, I never will achieve it because if I've achieved it, forget it. Kind of foot off the pedal, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what gets me. That's what really pushes me when I'm when I'm in the gym, and I'm seeing I'm seeing people train and they're sitting down there and they're doing a set and they get the phone out and they're doing things. Never <laughs> <laughs> doing another set. Come on, man! You're in the gym. Make the most of it. Yeah make the most of it and now when gyms reopen after lockdown if there's a time limit they've got to get their ass moving they're only <laughs> in the gym for an hour they can't be sitting doing it on the phone yeah get in there and work that's what it's all about so, so that time is perhaps a good thing mm. for the lazy asses out there who just want to hog up the weights hog up the, the equipment you get in the gym you train hard and you get out that's what you do if you want to achieve your goals. Mm. That's it. I remember when I was doing circuit training at, um, well, it was Island Fitness in, uh, in Enfield back in the day. Okay. And uh, there was a lady called Alison who used to run the circuit training classes there. And I just remember every single time I went to the class, I was thinking to myself, do you know what? I think my fitness level has improved now. I'm going to conquer this class and I'm not going to be exhausted. But it, it didn't matter how much I was training. I was always exhausted. She always found a way that I was always exhausted. And I was like, man, I, I want to be able to get through the class where I'm, I, she, I'm not defeated. But I later realized that that was the goal for her. If she saw that I up my game, she would up the tempo. She would up, the, you know, the 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 uh, resistance of the of the exercise or isometrics, whatever it might be. She always up the levels, and um, yeah, it, it took a while before it settled in. I was like, man, like I swear you made it harder. It wasn't like this before, but that uh, was the point. That was the point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so you never get used to it. So you're always, always pushing you, always making you work harder and you, without you even realizing. And that's, you know, that's the thing. It, it pushes you all the time. So you've, mm -hmm. got to, you've got to keep up in your game. You've got to keep, uh, you've got to keep uh, on top of your game. And that's it. You know, I've got to keep um, on top of my game. I've got to keep training. I've got to keep working hard. I've got to keep my diet relatively on point. You know, I've got to keep doing the cardio. But, you know, the most important thing is I love doing that. Yeah. You know, I love what I do. I like it. I like training hard. I like eating good, good food. I like eating. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I like the results of dieting. I don't like dieting all the time. You know, but I like to see the results because you know that you've put your work in. When you put your work into something, you're going to get the results. When you get the results, it pushes you. It pushes you. It makes you feel good and you look good. So what do you do? You do it again and again and again. 
And that's what makes you the way you are. I mean, it also makes me the way I am because I like the results and people like what I do because I give them that hope and I give them the chance to get results too. You know? Can I just hop so, in for a second? I, I need to hop so, in for a second. For us, who's been doing it for a long time, um, we might put on a very tiny amount of body fat during a certain period, whenever that might be, whether it's winter or off season, whatever people decide to call it. And then we know that once we set our mind to it, we can get back to the type of look that we're going for, that real lean physique, whatever it might be. But, you know, we, uh, we only need to turn the dial ever so slightly and we'll get back on it. And it helps us to, to, to keep motivated. Now, my question is, you've got some people who are not even close. Now, you were saying about, you know, like when you start to see the results, you feel motivated. But you've got some people who are completely out like super heavyweight, like untold amounts of body fat. It's even difficult, difficult to measure. You definitely you couldn't use a skin caliper for it. Now, what would you say for those people who want to be motivated and want to lose a ton of fat and they're struggling to keep motivation? You know, I, I, I would say, look where, look, you're here, okay? You are here. You've come. You've, you've come to me for help, or uh, I've seen you in the gym. So you've made that step. Little steps, little steps. Yeah. Then you take these little steps. You look back at these little steps that you, you took three months ago, and look where you are now. So each step you take is one step closer to achieving the goals. I say, look, look at me. Thirty-seven years. It hasn't taken me two months it's taken me three months it's taken me a while to get to where i am now so if you consider the fact that you're in the gym you've made that forward step you know so we will take it slow we will take it fast but we will move forwards that's the most important thing we move forward at your pace and then when once you've got yourself a little bit better, will increase the momentum. And then momentum, then we will increase it again and again and again. And before you know it, you're racing. Yeah. Mm. And then you'll be looking back at the little steps you've taken to really huge strides that you're making to achieve your goals. Mm. Uh, that's what I'll say, Roger. I would say, you know what, you're here, so you've made the positive step. Every time you walk in the door is the hardest bit. When you leave, you feel better. So, so you know, you want to times that by 100. Every time you walk in, you live a bit better. And every time you walk in that door, you've made progress. And every time you've left, you felt better. Yeah. So you know when you walk in, that's the hardest part. The hardest part is getting yeah. Mm. The easy part is walking out because so, you feel better. Would you get them to focus on just making sure that they are in the gym and nothing else? I mean, you've got people who are, you know, we're in a day and age where we're just, uh, we're surrounded by people like you or me. They might look at us and be like, oh my God, 
I'm years away from that. I'm never going to get there. This is impossible. They look as a, at us as if it is completely impossible. And they have to deal with looking at it every single day and looking in the mirror thinking, I am, I am unhappy. Do you feel that if they step in the gym, that is going to be enough motivation to keep them going? You know, it's, it's all about, as you, as you well know, it's all about consistency. If, mm. if you want to be able to achieve goals, you've got, you've got to be consistent. Anything you do is, is, is being repetitive. So it's, it's the habit. Once you get into a habit, it takes about three weeks to get into a habit. And once you're in a habit, it's easier. So get into the habit first of coming into the, into the gym. The first three weeks is going to be the hardest of that consistency. Mm. they have to be drilled about coming here okay look you're spending your money you paid your membership you're paying me to help you i can help you achieve your goals but you've got to have to help yourself by getting here you walk here and i'll do the rest every time you walk here you've made that hurdle you made that step every time you make that step you're, you're breaking a habit. You're breaking a bad habit and turning it into a good one. Hmm. This good habits can happen. Before you know it, you're in the swing and you've got that consistency. That bad habit's gone. You've got one good one, positive one, which is a lifestyle change for you. Um, awesome. 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 It's true. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's it. That's it. it it's, it's nothing really, really major that what we're talking about. It's something, it's things which are very, very, very basic, but it works because we've done it. We've done it. You know what? When we go on holidays, I try to find a gym. I know I shouldn't, but I love it. We love it. I love training. Of course, yeah. When we're on holiday. Who said you shouldn't, man? I mean, it's, as far as I see it, it's part of your holiday. Well, I love to train on holiday. That is part, like, yeah. no one could tell you, you know, you're not supposed to. It's like, what? It's my holiday. I want to train. As the way I see it, like if I'm if I if I go to a, whether a villa or a hotel, something needs to be nearby. And if there's nothing nearby, I'm bringing a TRX or I've got some equipment in my in my suitcase. Uh, that's me. That's what makes me happy. Um, that's it. I want to ask yeah. like a, a final question: Is um, okay. when your time is up on this planet <laughs> and you have to say farewell, what would you like to be remembered by? Uh, I, um, uh, I just want to be remembered by somebody who's, who was dedicated, uh, serious, but could have a laugh <laughs> and not just a pair of biceps. So, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, I just want to be remembered as, as somebody who has made, uh, who's, who's achieved goals and who's, who's kept that cons consistency. I just want to be known as somebody who's been honest and truthful and, and dedicated. That's all I can say, really. That's good you enough, know, man. That's, that's good know. enough. That's great. That's great. So cool. thank you very much, Lenny. One thing I'd like to know is where can everybody find you? Where is Lenny Freaky Biceps? <laughs> where are you? Are you on social media? Have you got a website? Like, where's the best place for people to find you for some health tips for, um, I don't know, perhaps coaching and stuff like that. 
Okay, if you want to contact me, my Insta tag is at ptlenny, IFBB. I am also on uh, Facebook, uh, Leonard Sincere is my, is my name. How do you spell um, the surname? Uh, oh, sorry, it's, uh, people just get very confused. It's S-T space C-Y-R, as okay. in Sincere. Okay. Right. I am also uh, a trainer at MuscleWorks Gym in Muscle. Bethnal Green. I am there most of the time. Um, if you want all any of my contact details, just uh, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send you all my details. Also, my email address is Lenny, L-E-N-N-Y, S-E-B at msn.com if you need any advice, any training, any mentoring, any posing classes, which I also do. Awesome. You do bodybuilding, posing, and also um, like what, men's physique as well? Is that right? Yes, I, uh, um, I do. Uh, I pose with in all categories, guys and girls. So I do bikini poses. I do uh, um, body fitness poses for women. Mm. I do classic posing for guys. I do men's physique posing, uh, I do body bodybuilding posing. So I generally do, do I, I cover most uh, federations as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I, learn, I learn quick, so I'm always looking at people who, who can pose and they're always looking at me because I can help them. That's Never stop learning. <laughs> That's it. That's the key. Lenny, thank That's you good. very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people would get so much information from a guy who's been in this field for decades. <laughs> You're headed, heading yeah, for not. 40 years. Yeah, yeah, I'm heading for 40 years old, yes. yes. <laughs> Lenny, again, thank you very much for everything. I really appreciate okay. it. And thank you for having me on your own, on your, on your feed, on your, on your Zoom chat. Very, very, very nice, very nice. No Enjoy worries it. at all. God bless, sir. You take care. Okay, cool. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time. <laughs>